come to Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. Amen. 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 My name is Prophet Dexter Harden. I'm standing in for Prophet or Pastor Charles Bronner. Correction. Amen. It's in the making, though. Amen. It's in the making. Quickly, if you would, turn with me to the book of Matthew, the sixth chapter. I'm going to attempt to do a little teaching tonight as well as some preaching, but we want to talk it through a little bit first off. Matthew, the sixth chapter, the ninth verse, beginning at the ninth verse. When you have it, say amen. amen. After this manner, therefore, pray, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Quickly on tonight, we're going to take up the topic of seeking God will pay off. How many of you know that seeking God will pay off? Look at your name and say, neighbor, seeking God will pay off. Turn to your other neighbor and say, neighbor, why not you? Amen. How many of you know, how, uh, how many of you still pray the Lord's Prayer? How many of you pray the Lord's Prayer on a daily basis? In the book of Matthew, the sixth chapter, beginning at the ninth verse, Jesus was speaking with his disciples. And he was instructing them on how to pray to the Father. We sometimes forget to pray this simple but powerful prayer. How many of you know the Lord's Prayer is a powerful prayer? God hears this prayer. God knows our needs and he knows our circumstances. How many of you are glad that God knows your circumstance? Look at somebody and tell them, God knows my circumstance. Does he know yours? In our text, Jesus tells us in the ninth verse, In this manner, thou for pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The Lord's Prayer has several elements. And the first element is our Father. The term our Father refers to God Almighty. All of us here this evening has had a natural father or the person who may or may not have helped rear you. Isn't that right? Whether he was a deadbeat dad or a first class father. Our father means all Christian believers have a spiritual and heavenly father. This phrase indicates that God is not only majestic and holy, but that he is a personal and loving God. Tell somebody that seeking God will pay off. Why not you? It means that God is omnipresence. He sees all. He's everywhere. The heaven of heavens cannot contain God. He's too big for that. He's too mighty for that. You can't put God in a box. It means he is or has majesty and dominion over every living thing and every non-living thing. The songwriter says, Majesty, Lord, we praise you. Majesty, Lord, we love you. 
For you alone deserve our praises. See, our Father is omniscient, meaning he is all-knowing. He knows who you are. He knows who you are. And if you are for him or against him, he knows it. See, he knows if you're faithful. You have to be faithful in order to truly love him. How many of you are faithful to God? I don't hear anybody. How many of you are faithful to God? Amen. We must be faithful to God. God is omnipotent, meaning having all power. God has dominion over heaven and earth. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow down before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. See, that tells me right there, Satan has no power. He has no authority over the, over the children of God. How many of you are glad about being a child of God? See, when you say our father, or when you make it personal, my daddy, my father. See, sometimes you got to get personal with God. You got to cry out to God, oh, daddy. Oh, daddy. You're my God. You're the big hands, Biddy. You're my rock. You're my strong tower. You're my prince of peace. You're my everlasting joy. I can't make it without you. See, when you come personal with God, you get his undivided attention. See, God hears you, but sometimes he wants to know that you want to be, have a personal relationship with him. On a daily basis, we should acknowledge God as our father. The second element or the second petition in the Lord's prayer, prayer is thou kingdom come. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, thou kingdom come. Kingdom come. Matthew 6, chapter 33, verse says, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all things shall be added to you. The Greek word for kingdom is Belzaya. This means sovereignty. God has sovereignty over everything. He has royal power. He has dominion over everything. The root word for kingdom is king. Kingdom, king, kingdom, king. We know God is king. Jesus is Lord of lords. We know that a king is a ruler of a nation or a territory. It is one who inherits his position and rules for life. Kingdom is a state or a nation with a government where the king serves as supreme ruler. The phrase, thou kingdom come, refers to God and his spiritual reign over all things and over our lives. It reminds us that God is coming back for his bride, for his people, and for his church. Amen. God knows that he has to come back. Who is his bride? We are his bride. See, the bridegroom cometh. So we got to be ready. He's coming to take back his saints, his people, his children back to the kingdom. 
the kingdom of heaven. Give God a hand praise. The third element is give us this day our daily bread. God knows that in order for us to thrive spiritually, we must be nourished. We must be fed in the physical. See, God provides us with food to eat. He provides us with our daily needs. God gives us health and strength, our daily bread. We are asking God to provide for us substance that will sustain us, providing our daily bread honesty and to work for our portion. How many of you want to work for your portion? Or how many of you just want God to give it to you? God gives us the ability and opportunity to provide for our physical needs. God wants us to depend on him for our daily needs. Thus the same one day at a time. He wants us to depend on his divine providence. We say give us this day because God doesn't want us to be selfish and have a selfish heart, but to bless others. Teaching us selflessness. Not selfishness, but selflessness and charity. See, we must show compassion for someone else. Someone who is in need. Daily bread keeps us humble knowing that God will provide our daily needs. This gives us assurance. A-S-S-U-R-A-N-C-E. We know that we are assured through Christ Jesus. We are in good hands like all state. That we have a rock to stand on like the great prudential. We can go above and beyond what insurance can give us. The way the economy is today, you never know. Your insurance might lapse or your insurance might fall. Banks are crumbling. But I know a man that has all of that in his hand. He's able to sustain us. He's able... To see us through. Even during the hard times. See my God is an awesome God. The fourth petition or element. When we recite the Lord's prayer. Is we ask God to forgive us. In order for God to forgive us. We must daily crucify the flesh. We must repent of our sins. I don't care if you feel like you hadn't did anything wrong all day. You did something. Either you thought something, you spoke ill about somebody. Even if you didn't speak it, you thought it. Somebody walked by you, didn't smell right. Somebody walked by you, didn't look right. Or vice versa. Somebody walked by you, they smell good. And you start wondering. Oh, you know it's in the house. But we have to... We have to crucify the flesh. We have to repent daily. I don't care who you are. We must ask God to forgive our enemies so he can let his light shine within us. How many of you want God's light to shine in you? See, if your light shines, if God's glory shines upon you, people already know it. You don't have to say a thing. You can look, just look at them and smile, and they know that you're, you're a perfect child of God. They know that something special about you. See, when people can see 
the glory of God on your life. That means you're doing something. You're living something. Matthew 5, chapter 16, verse says, Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Hallelujah. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. If we want God to forgive us, we have to forgive our enemies. I know it's hard sometimes to forgive your enemies. Especially when you know they are your enemies. See, sometimes we don't know who our enemies are. We think they are our friends. Sometimes it's hard to forgive our friends and loved ones. But see, we have to remember that we fall down. But we get up. For a saint is just a sinner who fell down but got back up. The difference between saints and ain'ts, or saints and sinners, is that when we sin, we ask God to forgive us instead of continuously sinning with an unrepentant heart. The fifth element, but deliver us from evil. This part of the Lord's Prayer is very significant. How many of you know that God allows for us to be tempted? Huh? God allows for us to go through things and to be tempted by Satan. First off, he allows this to prove that we can make it. That we can make it by relying on his wisdom and his grace and his strength. Secondly, if we've never been tempted, we can't gain valuable experience. See, it's just like a child in school. You have to learn things. So God, God wants us to gain valuable experience in spiritual warfare. Now, God can't entice us to sin, but he allows Satan to tempt us. And we know this because we serve a majestic, upright, pure, and holy God. God cannot succumb to sin. He cannot commit sin. So he sends the tempter. I was traveling the highway this afternoon picking up my children. And God was speaking to me. He, he said one thing that, that was very significant. And that was the word life. And I asked God, what does life mean? What are you saying to me, oh God? And he said it stands for living in a faith experience. Living in a faith experience. How many of you know that you go through life living in a faith experience? If you don't have any faith, you can't live a godly life. We have to have faith. Look at Job. Job lived in a faith experience. Look at Jacob. Jacob lived in a faith experience. Look at Moses. Moses lived in a faith experience. Look at Martin Luther King Jr. He lived in a faith experience. Look at Pastor Nathaniel Bronner. He lives in a faith experience. Look at Mr. Lowe. He lives in a faith experience. Look in the mirror. You live in a faith experience. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Remove the temptation of sin. Remove the temptation of alcohol. Remove the temptation of drugs. Remove the temptation of lust. Remove the temptation of whole-monging. Remove the temptation of war-monging. We're asking God to remove guilt. Remove shame. Delivering us from evil. See, God is coming back for a holy people. 
who have lived upright before man. See, we can't just live upright before God. We got to live upright before our neighbors, the people we see every day. That's who God expects us to live for, upright. Hallelujah. God is coming back to claim what belongs to him. See, God is reclaiming all aspects of our life. Any unclean thing that hinders his story. See, that word history is significant. It actually means his story, God's story. His present and his future is all tied in his story. Our present and our future is all tied up in his story. When we as children of the Most High God do what God has mandated for us to do, he is going to pour out blessing upon blessing upon blessing upon blessing that we will not have room enough to receive them. He's going to pour out miracle upon miracle upon miracle to you, Brother Earl. See, we must learn how to cry out. We got to learn how to cry out to God. How many of you cry out to God? God doesn't want to hear, oh, Lord, I need your help. God wants to hear you cry out to him. Hallelujah. Our Father, thou kingdom come. When we begin to pray, when we begin to witness and win souls for Christ, when we take a stand against the devil, taking a stand against his principalities, expanding the church outside these four walls, we must press toward the mark of the high call, which is Christ Jesus. See, knowing that the mark is life, living in a faith experience, life everlasting, ruling and reigning with God. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, seeking God will pay off. Why not you? Why aren't you seeking him? See, because it's your birthright. It's your destiny. Heaven is your home. This is not your home. We're just passing through here. But heaven is our home. I'm reminded of a songwriter that said, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. This old building keep on leaning. I got to move to a better home. Meaning this place, this body... Is not my home. Your physical body is not your home. Come on, now, say that. But your spiritual body is your home. Uh-huh. You got a home up in glory. Yeah, yeah. We got a home up in glory with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah. Seeking God will pay off. Yeah. Why not you? Amen. I'm out of time. <laughs> Amen. But if you would like to listen to this message in its entirety, go to ourjesus.com, message number 6277. Just click on sermon and search. Thank you for joining us at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. Amen. This ends message number 6277 by Dexter Hardin. To hear other messages or to send this message number 6277 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com or theonlineword.com. This has been message number 6277. Seeking God will pay off. 
Listen to airjesus.com and the online word.com often and keep your spirit charged up.